I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back. Not even welcome back. Welcome to the first Fallout Bar of the Paddy Power PDC World Darts Championship. The madness is upon us. Dartmouth is here. And I'm joined by one of Santa's elves, Mr. Ken McFarlane. What's up? What's a way to start us off? Like, nearly, nearly swore within seconds of the very first one that we've done. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, lovely, lovely to be here. Thank, thanks for the welcome. Um, my voice is worse than usual, so apologies, everyone. Got a bit of a cold playing the man flu card already. Um, but yes, it is Dartmouth, and we are back. And how slick were those intros, by the way? I said I had absolutely no idea where to go with that. I was like, bloody hell, it's the first one of a tournament, and we actually have a new thumbnail and a new video. Like, what's going on, Phil? Beautiful. <laughs> like, it's, I'd love to say he's prepared, but he did on about five o'clock this evening. It's only because we don't interview the winner of the very first game because they play again on the night that he's had time to do it. But, you know, we won't criticise too much. He is at Alexandra Palace for the entirety of the Paddy Power PDC World Darts Championship. He'll be collecting interviews from all of the winners, apart from those that played twice on the same night, i.e. tonight. Um, And we should have clips for all of those to play for you. Michael Smith might be a bit touch and go this evening. Not that he's put any in the back end so far. Okay, it'll, <laughs> probably, it'll probably be fine, knowing how long that me and you usually waffle for. Probably probably be in. Yeah, set yourselves in if you're watching live right now, or if you're listening back, because I see a lot of people do that on their way to work or, or whatever they do on the morning following. Uh, but the PDC World Darts Championship is up and running for 2024. And what a, what a night we've had, Cam. There have certainly been worse opening nights to this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Um, halfway through the night, I wasn't sure that was what it was going to be, I'll be honest. I was ready to come on here and say, right, should we forget about the darts and just talk about how bloody good does that stage look? 
beautiful by the way absolutely lovely there were it was kept under wraps for a lot of this there weren't as many pictures leaking it as there have been in the past we saw the outrage um of the kazoo one perhaps in, in years gone yep. by minging uh but that stage that entire setup looks lovely by the way the new graphics on sky the new scoreboard oh yeah they're beautiful as well just modern it, it looks so much nicer so much cleaner they, they scrap they, they do hand. they do a serious job paddy power don't they everything they do looks mint um so yeah they've done a proper job with the stage it looks class up there and yeah like you say in the end bloody good night of darts as well you know they're taking this year's tournament serious by the way and we even get a new introduction on sky like, yeah there's a oh, new oh, intro yeah. video no more sid or that no, that, that's long gone, isn't it? The greatest year of his life. Oh, it was just, honestly, I've never horrible been... horrible tower one for the last few years. Never been so happy to get rid of that. Because that is so bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a really positive start all round. We did. We did see the scoreboard break on the screen, as, as always happens. There are a few little bingo tickoffs tonight. We were playing that in our group as we were going along. There's a few bingo tickoffs in the final game. It was me. There were scoreboard broken, embroiled, dark vu. They were all in there. So, yeah, it's been a fun start. And we haven't even had any Stuart Pike on commentary yet. He's normally good for one or two. Yeah. Right, let's talk about tonight's action. And then we start with possibly. The man most important tonight, Kevin Dukes. What a performance he pulled off in the opening match against Stobunce. Stobunce uh, from the USA, putting a magnificent display at the Grand Slam of Darts just recently to get out of his group. Uh, but the American undone by the calmness, the brilliance, I suppose, of the young Dutchman on debut himself. Uh, a 3-0 straight sets victory for Dukes. Yeah, really calm, really composed. Just a really solid performance. Bunt was sort of was way off what we we know he can do. He didn't didn't play his best up there by any means, um, but he didn't really get allowed to play that well because, like you say, Dukes was just really steady and just did what he needed to do when he needed to do it. It doesn't look all that impressive on sort of the stat line at only sort of ninety one ninety two average, but sixty percent on his doubles, five one eighties. And like I say, he was just never, ever in trouble, was he? It, it certainly doesn't feel that way. Look, 3-0 in the opening set, absolute one-way traffic in that one. Stobunce then manages to get himself into the second set, uh, wins a leg by finally hitting tops. His darts at tops tonight absolutely killed the neon nightmare. Uh, third set, he manages to hold his throw in both of the legs in which he did start, uh, but... Ultimately, that set was against the darts and he couldn't find a way to get past Kevin Dukes, who, who just basically did enough to keep him at arm's length. It was an extremely professional performance from somebody who's never really been in that position to produce no. a performance before. And that, that was the most impressive thing about it. It's that first time up on that stage. is We've seen many, many a player crumble first time up on that stage and he just didn't look like he had crumbling in him. It just looked like he was... Just another day down down the pub, throwing a few darts with his mates for 20p. Yeah, 20p. He's now better off if that is the Correct. case. Superb performance from Kevin Dukes. Look, a word on Stobunks. Magnificent in the Grand Slam previously. I think he caught a couple of those players by surprise a little bit. Gets out of the group. Um, 
it's tough. It's tough to back it. It's tough to back it up and do it again when you're traveling over here. But for I assume he's 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 been only come back probably at some point this week. I would guess maybe yesterday, the day before. He wouldn't have been there a long time before. It's it's tough to travel over and and try and put your best stuff up your first time. I, as much as he's done it at the at the slam, he's it's very different doing it at the slam to doing it up on that Ali Pali stage as well, on the biggest stage of them all. I think it just didn't. It just never really worked for him. You could see from the start that it's the the first dart just wasn't going in the right spot for him. And he's if he couldn't follow it, he was he was sort of chasing him around a little bit and or trying to force him in, and it just never worked. So he is a lot better than what he showed tonight, and we'll I'm sure we'll see him again um, with the quality that we've seen from him already on on a PDC stage. I don't think it's anything to worry about from him. I think it's just a it's just an off night, and it's going to happen sometimes. Do we think he also lost that element of surprise a little bit where, you know, if he gets out of the box quickly, chucks a couple of legs in against Kevin, he can be a little bit shocked to say, who's this guy? Where's he come from? Yeah. But the fact that we've seen him do that on one of the biggest stages in World Darts not too long ago means that Dutz is prepared for anything that is thrown at him at that stage. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, like I say, he's, he's not one that anyone had really seen a lot of in in tournaments at all up until the point that he turned up at the Slam, whereas... Obviously, with other players, you still you still know what you're expecting because you'll play them on the pro tour or you play them elsewhere. But yeah, there probably was a little bit of that, and you could see it from the off. I mean, dude started with a 180 <laughs> first visit of of the match. It's always always nice to get a grand in the prostate cancer fund with the first visit of the tournament. It's always always a nice little start to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I strategically placed the board behind oh, me. My board. Is that table. my board, that one, is it? No, that one's downstairs. This is the new one that arrived on Thursday. Okay, I'll have, I'll have the old one. I'm happy to have the old one. That's not a problem. I'll fight your best man for it. Well, he's, I mean, if he wants to keep his job, then he's... he's... Yeah, but if you want to keep your kneecaps, he's a bit bigger than you, so... <laughs> I don't think he can reach down to me kneecaps, to be honest. <laughs> it's a long way down for him. He's getting old, to be fair. Yeah, obviously, a quick reminder that every 180 hit during the Paddy Power World Darts Championship, Paddy Power will donate £1,000 uh, to prostate cancer. Um, so quite, we quite don't a have... good in there tonight, to be fair. I was about to tally up while we talk about the next game, because despite the intro, despite the bigging up of Mr. Phil Bars that we gave him, he hasn't given us any clips for tonight. He's been too busy. Yeah. Busy boy. He's got a lot been to do. Chatting. He's been chatting. Uh, so we are going to move on to Cameron Menzies against Rusty Jake Rodriguez. I think you're doing the match now, so I'll keep I've talking. just done it. said £32,000 already on night one. That is a, a cracking start. That's expensive. <laughs> it's it's going to cost him a few quid. I. Do, do we think we'll get this one for the chat room? We can have a, discuss this between yourselves as we're going. Are we getting a million? Are we getting a thousand one eighties? No. Will they round it up to a million pounds anyway? Probably. <laughs> Which I feel a little bit like aggrieved by when when companies do that. Look, it's a wonderful gesture and it's absolutely brilliant. They've clearly got that number in mind. But when they do just round it up anyway, I'm like, well, what's the bloody point there? <laughs> I don't know, a bit of extra tax break. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They've done it for like centuries at the Crucible before, Betfred have done it, yeah. or whatever else in previous tournaments. I'm a bit like... Mm. I think if they don't get it, 
that the players should round it up out of their own pocket for not for not doing <laughs> the it. World champion. They've Every 180 short yeah. comes out of his pocket. They've got to have a whip round. Right. <laughs> Take it out of the PDPA 1%. Anyway, <laughs> uh, good evening to everybody in the chat room, by the way. Graham's in. He says, great start to the tournament. Go on, Smithy. Matthew's in. He says, evening, guys. Love that stage. Uh, interesting. Uh HJV says Dukes is better than many think. Clearly, after tonight's performance, Tommy 100%, said the yeah. Blog, to be fair, indeed it was. Proper darts, proper tawny, says Nels. And Feeling Dream says Simon Whitlock looks depressed. He didn't look great this evening. Uh, we'll talk about him in a couple of moments' time. But first of all, we do have to talk about the enigmatic Scott that is Cameron Menzies, mad as a box of frogs, jumping about all over the place. Um, look, he has been the star on social media today because the man was still plumbing at 11 o'clock this morning, wherever that may be. No other sport would you get that, by the way. Could you imagine preparing for like Champions League final by going off to fit someone's kitchen tap? I, I just, I, it's, it's nonsense, isn't it? Like, <laughs> firstly, you're playing the biggest game of your career, basically. What the hell are you doing messing about sorting someone's taps out? Secondly, he can only get half day apparently. <laughs> nonsense. Is this the first day of the world and he's known about the world championships for however long? I know the draw wasn't that long ago, but it's still it's rubbish. Um, absolutely should just be there and preparing and getting ready. The other thing is, does it just feel a bit like an excuse? Because if, he, if he'd gone up there and cocks it up, then he goes, Well, I, I was still plumbing this afternoon, was trying to sort someone's tap out. Or the other way around, he spins it and goes, oh, look how good I can play, even though I was still plumbing this afternoon. It's all for sure. Not having it. I I just think he was generally working earlier. Look, and all that (laughs) does, I think, is push, uh, bring that discussion about the future and midweek pro tours to the forefront a little bit more. That if players like Menzies are going to have to make a decision or start earning considerable amounts more through darts to be able to give up work, where is that money coming from? Um, Cameron Menzies play better win more money you can't all win more money it's physically <laughs> impossible uh, Cameron Menzies uh, then the 3-0 winner over Rusty Jake Rodriguez look 3-0 opening set from Cameron Menzies absolutely takes it away from the young Austrian the next two sets much much tighter both of them go in the distance but it is Menzies who hit both of them eventually winning a match on the trap door. Double three. I don't think we're going to see that very often in the tournament. We'll get many of them. 17, uh, and then we'll complete the lot by the looks of it. Oh, well, there um, you go. That's an- another one for the bingo card. The, the lesser spotted double 17 will be out at some point. Clearly, Rusty Jake very um, frustrated at the end of the match, at the end of the set when he's missed chances, uh, throwing darts on the table. It's not the best look. We can understand his annoyance, but come on, man. There's, there's, there's kids watching. But Cameron Menzies into the second round where we take on Dave Chesnall, who, look, great year so far. Record on TV, not that great. Yeah, I just think it was a it was a solid performance from him. Um, he, he played well enough. I mean, Rusty just didn't really turn up, did he? He was, he was nowhere near the level that we know he can play at. And... Yeah, you saw, like I say, you touched on it though. You saw the frustration sort of boil over at the end of the, the end of the second set. I don't mind it. Like, I know you said there's kids watching and whatever, but at least he's at least he's just being real and he's just he's frustrated. He's not playing well. He's struggling. 
in a game that realistically he, he probably needed to win as well um, with where he is ranking-wise as well. Um, it's it's a huge opportunity for him and and he's just not brought his best game. And I, I understand the frustration, but fair play to Cammy, he just went and just went and did a job and just comfortably sort of took it to him and probably his reactions were probably making Rusty a little bit more frustrated as well because he definitely gave it the bigger every time every time he won a won a leg and won a set um probably frustrated him a little bit more chances in that second set and it could have been a very different very different game if if Rusty can to get himself over the line in that set but he just just didn't manage to in that deciding leg and I think that's what what frustrated him more than anything Agreed, agreed. Don't we know he's a fantastic player when he does get going, but it was Cameron Menzies who got the better of Rusty Jake Rodriguez in straight set. Uh, next up, it was an all-out slog for the second year in a row. Uh, I was telling literally anybody that would listen, this match is going deep. Uh, some people didn't agree so much. Uh, but we got all five sets once again between Simon Whitlock in the first round against an opponent who is not that quick from the Philippines. This is literally dark vu after his performance against Christian Perez last year. It was. It was absolutely deja vu all over again, wasn't it? Um, so, it's, it was... He's, I mean, he's he's not quick, really, is he? But he's not, he's not the slowest out there either. He's not... Um, I think that's a, a bit of a poor excuse if, if, if we're giving him that one for... For why he's not played it. I mean, he didn't play that badly with Long, to be honest. Like, it's I've seen, it's seen a lot worse up there on that stage. Um, he was a bit ropey on the outer ring, but towards the end, he certainly picked his scoring up as well. Um, and I don't think he was playing all that all that badly in the end. And it's always nice to see us go go almost to the very end in the in the first on the first night, isn't it? And almost have a deciding leg. Didn't quite get it, but we weren't weren't far away, and took it to a to a pretty close deciding set at least. And finally, it some one eighties in the end. Did Whitlock after? I mean, there was a point in the middle of in the middle of that game where he was pinging the treble nineteen every time he went for it, and he couldn't get near a twenty. I mean, just stay down there, man. Just, just keep throwing at it because. It's a hell of a lot more than sixty every time. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but he, yeah, he, he just sort of persisted with up the ball. But then at the end, he sort of started to find it a little bit. Um, yeah, the big, the big underdog winner of the night was the Nabrida on the one eighties match. It was seven to one to win the one eighties match and romped it six two. There weren't many back in that one. There weren't many back in over the sets either, over three and a half or over four and a half. Both of them absolutely fluid. Um, you said it's not the worst we've ever seen up there. Is it because we just hold Simon Whitlock to a higher standard, former finalist in the World Championship, been in and around the top 16 for an awful long time, obviously isn't there anymore, which is why he's played in the first round, the same as last year. Where do we see the future of Simon Whitlock? His post-match interview on stage of Abbey said that the person that's pushing him on now is that he hopes to tour with his son Mason, very steady dark player, not sure if he's ready to make the step up to the pro ranks yet. I saw him play in Portsmouth a couple of weeks ago. Um, what what's left for Simon Whitlock to do? Can he go and still win majors? It's only a couple of years ago that he's 
one of the biggest 180 hitters on the planet and he's bashing up Michael Van Gogh every week that he sees him and, and running deep in majors. And now he's scraping through first round wins for the second time in a row and runs into a red hot Gary Anderson in his next match. And yeah, he's not, honest, he's, there's only one winner in that if he plays. He's not going any further, is he? Let's, let's be no. honest. Uh, but I don't know. I, it's still there. I mean, it's definitely still there. I mean, even if you just take that that final set just in isolation, like it's very much still there when he gets it going. And and he said himself in the in the interview, he said he's been basically he's, he's been, been Peter Wright for about nine months. It's really yeah. He said he's been Peter Wright. He's just been playing about with his darts too much. Like just if he gets it going, he can certainly still go deep in majors. I I don't think he's got a world in him. I just. I don't think we'll ever see that. I think he had his one opportunity where he had that chance to do it years ago. And I just, he's not consistent enough to do it anymore. But but there's other tournaments out there that he certainly can win, but he needs to get himself a little bit back up the rankings to give himself the opportunity to do that. And I'd love to see it. I mean, I'm, I'm a big Whitlock fan. I've always been, always been a fan of Whitlock. And I'd love to see him firing in the 180s like he was, like you say, batching up MVG every week when he runs into him. It was it was great to watch and it was good good fun, but I don't know how much how much does he want it that much anymore? Is that is that the issue? Like you say he's he's sort of hanging around to play with his lad on tour, but is that, is that enough? enough is that enough motivation to go and to go and win a big one? Probably not. However, he does progress to the next round. He will play tomorrow evening against the Scott Gary Anderson. We'll look ahead to that game shortly. And once we talk about the final game of tonight, the first second round match of the tournament. Very easy to forget. That's not a first round game, by the way. It does just sneak in there as a round two game. Uh, but the defending champion, Michael Smith, was tested the entire way by a fabulous Kevin Dutes. He massively stepped it up from that performance against Stoneburns. Even led this one 2-1. Um, but it is Michael Smith. As the cliche goes, the champions find a way. And look, it's not been the most prolific year on tour for Michael Smith. He would have liked to have done a bit more as world champion and, and world number one. He's had a change of equipment. He says that's not an issue. He's absolutely happy where he is right now. And let's be honest, everybody will take an easy game rather than a difficult game to get themselves in a tournament, especially one played on the opening night. The last time you were there was picking up a trophy. And the next time you play is after Christmas. You will take yes. an easy night and just plan for a, basically a second tournament. But with all that being said, the test that Kevin Dukes put up tonight against Michael Smith, given everything that's going on with Michael Smith right now, could be exactly the thing that Bully Boy needed to put him as a contender in this tournament once again. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could just imagine that that every time he sort of went to the board following Dutty in a one eighty, that Smith was just seeing John Part in front of his eyes. Like that's just all he could see. Just going, <laughs> don't let me be another one. Um, and yeah, he's a he, he was a very impressive win in the end. I thought it was a, a quality performance, and attempted to get too excited on the first night and say that's the best second round game we'll see. Potentially, look, there aren't many that are going to play up at a much higher level than we expected from dudes. It's can anybody push on and and do a level above that, or, or can a player, a seeded player, produce something even? 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Better than we've seen from Marcus Smith, the first 100 average of the tournament only just. Quick note, by the way, there was 0.02 points between Simon Whitlock and Palo Nebrada's average. That's how tight that game yeah, was. Oh, it no, went that everywhere. Was Absolutely crazy, but yes. Yeah. Uh, 100 average from the bully boy, Michael Smith, in that one. There um, weren't much in the averages in this one, to be honest. No. Clutch finishing when he needed it most. So there was a 1-2-1, one, one, I think it was in set four. Yeah, on the ball. On the ball. Missed 120 even, the following... I'm not even sure he went for the treble. I think he was always yeah. going ball. Um... Missed 120 the following visit because he clips the flight as he's going for tops, but still takes out the leg. And then he opens set five with a one four two. That yeah, think, just completely killed off. Dude, so yeah, I think that I think that one that one twenty looked closer than it was because actually when it clipped the flight, it kicked it up rather than down. Yeah. So it, it actually got closer to the the double than it would have been to be fair. Um, but yeah, the the one two one was was quality. I mean, the one fifty earlier in the game as well was just it was never ever missing, was it? Like as soon as the first one went in, you might as well have just you might as well have just called game and let him keep hold of the next two. Um, and then yeah, the the one four two to open that that setup was was the one that really sort of you didn't at that point before that leg you're thinking this could go either way this because Deuce was playing that well and then when that goes in you kind of just thought at that point you thought yeah we're 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 probably done here Smith Smith's got enough in the tank to to get over the line to be fair. He did indeed look fantastic from Dukes. Was on the cusp of potentially losing his tour card. He was on the cusp of then knocking out the world number one. He will have an anxious wait to see how the rest of the tournament now falls. Where is he as it stands? I was just going to have a look at that. Race. Uh, 60th. So he's got a little bit of a buffer now, but a couple of decent runs from some others might put him in trouble. First round wins for Ian White and Mario van der Bohada. Uh, would certainly do some damage to that. Uh, plus then a couple of wins, seeding upsets from the likes of Radek Sigansky, Connor Scott, Florin Hempel. Uh, but some good work done by Kevin Dukes after a tricky assignment to play opening night, to play first game against Stone Bunks, who had a lot of hype around him because of that Grand Slam performance, and then to go and push the world number one and world champion as far as he did. Uh, Kevin Dukes will have earned a lot of plaudits this oh, and, and to be honest, I think I think he's probably got enough there that will keep him in. Because looking at the amounts that the number of wins that people need to to go and go past him, of who's sat below him, I, I think he'll probably end up being safe with that. 
They are indeed. Right, let's look ahead to tomorrow. Unfortunately, we don't have any clips to play from the interviews, but they will be available in full on our YouTube channel. So head over there after this show, after you've finished watching or listening. Don't blame us, Three winners from this evening, Menzies, Whitlock and Michael Smith. Uh, we will have every winner from every game from here until the rest of the tournament, unless they don't communicate in English, uh, which is quite possible looking ahead to tomorrow because we have a very international feel once again to the tournament. The afternoon session, uh, Lee Evans takes on Sandro Eric Sosing. Connor Scott will take on Christoph Kachuk. Jules Van Dongen against Darren Penhall and Dave Chisnell will do battle with Cameron Menzies. Uh, that'll be followed by the evening session in which Jamie Hughes will take on David Cameron. Have we lost Gob? I think we've lost Gob. So, um, <laughs> I'll say put this. How far did I get? Um, I lost you at David Cameron. Jamie Hughes will take on. So we'll start the evening session again. Jamie Hughes will take on David Cameron. Keen Barry uh, will take on Ronaldo Rivera. Scott Williams against Haruki Muramatsu. Gary Anderson against Simon Whitlock. I cannot guarantee you anything tomorrow apart from the fact that you will see some absolutely beautiful throwing actions. And if you are looking to play, go and copy these guys. Uh, yeah, also, also stick one stick of the best them. in the world. Yeah, stick the Kevin Dukes in that section as well because his action was was lovely. I don't know. He got into a lovely rhythm, but it's not sure it's an action I would coach. Um Nebrada's actually very it, solid, but he definitely I, I appeared also, to be left eye dominant across himself. I've been I, mightily impressed with the entire Asian region. They really do have a grasp and focus on technique. As I said, Muramatsu is one of the most technically astute players I've ever seen. His action is beautiful. He's just got to learn to use it. Obviously, Lawrence Alagan's action is absolutely mustard. Noel Malagdon seems to be the only one who has anything strange about him. Nebrada's action tonight was absolutely solid. China are producing some absolute fantastic talents. Have a look at Zhao Chen Zong when he plays in this tournament. Manlock Lung's action uh, is in fairness, beautiful though, as well. As much as you can have, you can have the best looking action in the world, but it's a bit like a bit like golf for me. Throw your throw. Don't worry about it trying to yeah. look pretty or it being it being perfectly symmetrical or whatever. Just throw your throw. Like look at some of the best players to watch when they're when they're playing well, you look at people oh, like one of the worst actions in the world. But Joe, Joe Cullen, Joe Cullen throws it from over his right shoulder. Like yeah. it doesn't matter it, if it works for you, just stick with it and play your natural game because changing it can almost can ruin a player at times as well. Indeed, right. Quick reminder: all of these games are still best of five sets. So we're looking four first to three. Absolutely nobody should throw like Chizzy Jamie, and I'm gonna ban you if you ever say that comment again. It's dreadful. Um, right, we start. With Lee Evans against Sandra Eric Sosing. I'll be honest, Eric Sosing is one of the players that I've never ever seen throw a dart before. Um, obviously qualified through the Asian tour, uh, but he does take on Evs Lee Evans. Pretty solid character, built up his game from the live league in years gone by and then the pro tour this year. Uh, Tough to throw when you're a sweaty on stage as he is, though. No, not for Lee <laughs> Evans. There we go. Uh, score prediction, please. Uh, I've got nothing to go on it. Absolutely nothing to go on. Same as you. Not, not seen sourcing throw a dart. So, on just on that alone, because I've not seen him throw one. Then 
he's I'm gonna give him a three and a loss just because I don't know what he's gonna be able to do. I'm I've got nothing else. Okay, generous. If you're there, you can play. And well, that's true. There are, without being disrespectful to Levens, there are worse draws than Levens in this side of the field. Very steady player, but he's not about to blow you away with 106 average. True. So that's why I'm going. Next up, this could be a really, really interesting game. Connor Scott, who has hit the heights of the form expected from him when he first got a PDC tour card, um, against Christoph Kachuk of Poland. Yeah, my apologies. Get your predictions in the chat room, by the way. We'll read them out as we go along. Uh, he's got Evans to win 3-0. Um, Scott yeah. versus Chuck. Cracking game, this, actually, I think. Um, I think a close one. And I think Connor wins it 3-2. Going deep in this one. Um, I, too, am going to back Connor, you know. Kachuk is very, very consistent. I rate him. But I think he was lucky to stay in that Poland team because Sagansky was so good. Um, so I'm going to go Scott 3-1, I think, in this one. Uh, what do we have in the chat room? Sean says Sosingo in 3-2 against Lee Evans. Uh, he also says Scott will win 3-2. Graham has got Scott 3-2 and Matthew has Scott. 3-1. Uh, match number three tomorrow, the Dutch Dragon, Jules Van Dongen, who has had a blind in 2023. It just may come too late for him to keep his tour card this time around. Takes on the Australian uh, Darren Penhall. Um, where are you going? You're making me go first every time. Is that, that the way we're playing? Yeah, yeah, I'm the host. Okay, no worries. Um Dongan 3-1. I think I'm going to go 3-0. Of all the players to have come from the Oceanic region of late, don't get me wrong, if you're topping that table, you must be doing well and, and doing something decent. But the times I've seen Panel play in the World Series, I don't think I've been that impressed. I think he's one of those that was English once upon a time, Sean, and then moved out there and has been out there long enough to do them. He's a Paul Nicholson. Um, yeah, like the, the opposite Paul Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, so I am going Van Dongen 3-0 in this one. And then do not copy anything either of these two do on stage for the entire evening. Dave Chisnell takes on... I thought, I thought you were going to tell people not to copy anything that, that we say in terms of predictions. Oh, no, just these two. Dave Chisnell takes on Cameron Menzies. Just Chizzy 3 0. I just think he batters him, to be fair. Just think he's just he's just a level above for me. I think I'm going to go 3 1. I think Cammy's got the ability to just reel off and, and race through a set. Um, and I also think that because he is so out there, don't get me wrong, Dave Chisnell is incredibly experienced, but because he is so out there and so erratic, that it just might do enough to throw Chizzy off a little bit. No, I can't. I don't, I don't think Chizzy even considers what his opponent's doing at any point. I just think <laughs> Chizzy's in his own little world for the most of it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. Uh, I think, honestly, you, you could stand in front of him doing something. I don't think he'd notice. Predictions in the chat room. Uh, Sean said Jules wins 3-0. Daz has got 3-0 to Scott. 
Uh, Graham says Van Dongen 3 0 if he brings his floor games to TV. Tommy also says 3 0. Jules into the final game. Daz has got 3 2 to Chizzy. Sean says 3 1. Chizzy. Matthew says 3 0. Chizzy. Graham says Chizzy been struggling recently with a wrist injury. Uh, Chizzy 3 1. Chris Bradley says just a quick one. Jack, did they sell Prime for you in the Pummel Monday? They did not, but there was plenty of fruit cider on offer. So I had a great evening. Again, uh, <laughs> to Chris and Charlotte for hosting the Live Lounge Live in Oakston on Monday. It was a great night had by all. Uh, evening to Paul. He says hi, Jack and Cam and everyone on chat. Good first day. Great first day indeed. Uh, so good. We're already looking forward to day number two uh, as we move into the evening session tomorrow and some Belter games in here as well, starting with Jamie Hughes against David Cameron? Um, I fancy the upset. I think 3-1. so in tune like this without any prep. Yeah, I think 3-1 um, to the former Prime Minister. I think he will just just have a bit, a bit too much for Jamie Hughes. I just think... I just don't fancy him doing it up on the stage again. I've got the same. <laughs> I've got 3-2, but not 3-1, but I do have the upset. I have got David Cameron in this one. Don't get me wrong, since he won that seeing his master title, I don't think we've seen the best of David Cameron for a long time. But I do think he's just going to play at a, a solid, consistent level tomorrow. The pace won't be great for either player. Um, but if Cameron settles into his work nice and early, I, I think... He's got a great chance of, of moving into round two. Uh, chat room, Chris says Cameron to win 3-0. Hughes on the downward. Uh, Matthew's got Cameron 3-2. And Sean's got Cameron 3-0. Hughes will average high 70s. Uh, whilst Daz says 3-1. Yozza. I thought suddenly everybody was backing the upset. If, if everybody backs an upset, is it an upset? Schindler's well, upset. Yeah. Speaking yeah, so... of, <laughs> the lift I was in earlier... I had to take a photo of this. Oh, it's Schindler's Lifts. Schindler's Lift. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we used the the old flat. They were um, they were Schindler's Lifts as well. Schindler's Lift. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, isn't it? It's absolutely <laughs> just a, a great great bit of. <laughs> I took the photo. And Katie was like, "What on earth are you doing?" I was like, "That's a dart player's name." <laughs> yeah. It's not as good as we've got one at the tram stop at the hospital, right? And then because it's still got all the COVID stickers up, there's just this circle in the corner that goes, stand here in the corner and face the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Like the, the naughty school child. The, no the naughty school child in the corner of the lift because you're at the hospital. It's absolutely fantastic. It's so aggressive yeah. as well. Like it's yeah. got like a smiley drawn little sun and stuff. And you're like, are you literally telling me to be a dunce in the corner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... He's, he's probably still there because of you. That's, that's the only reason, to be fair. It's where you should be. Yeah. I stood the opposite side, to be fair. I rebelled. Naughty boy. Uh, Tommy says Cameron 3 0. Uh, Sean says, Lol, funny how Schindler got on the post of the tournament. Well, well, big German market, you know, and he's the player on the rise for uh, our friends across the channel. Uh, game two tomorrow night is Keen Barry against Ronaldo Rivera, another player. From the Philippines, there seems to be plenty of them coming through. Yeah, what's, uh, what's, yeah what's going on here? Like, they're just dominating the Asian tour, mate. Uh, he takes on Keen Barry. 
Oh, we lost. Whoa, we lost. I don't know what happened. Never then. seen you do that one before. <laughs> That's um, a new one. <laughs> again, not a player that I know an awful lot about. The Asian tour is look, despite it being back, I can't say I've sat and watched a live stream of him playing or anything like that. Um, Barry is fantastic talent, going to play at a decent pace. I think if he settles into his work here, there's only one winner. Yeah, I think Barry came 3 0 for me. I'm going to say the same. I just fancy him to complete the job that little bit more than I do Lee Evans. He's got that experience up there now. He's got the ability to take out big finishes, score quickly, to absolutely push And be an absolute on. nightmare for the Spartans. <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> chat room in this one. Sean says Barry 3-1, Matthew 3-0. Uh, Daz says 3-0. Uh, I remember Royden Lamb nearly beat Barry a few years ago. Yeah, but I think Barry's a much different player right now. And the pace of Royden Lamb wasn't great. Uh, Graham says Barry was awful last year. He was. Uh, lots of pressure on a young man's shoulders, though, when you're getting promos made on Sky for you, you know, after that run at the UK Open that he had. Uh, Tommy Tornado says Barry 3-2 as well. Uh, penultimate game. What a game this could be, by the way. The enigmatic Scott Williams. Uh, against Haruki Muramatsu, as I said, one of the best actions in the game. Not been the 2023 Scott Williams would have hoped for after such a good 2022 without a tour card, but he has been pretty solid. Um, Muramatsu, we've seen him at the Super Series this year. We've seen him in the Grand Slam of Darts. Have we seen enough from him that suggests he can take out Scott Williams? Not for me. I think it'll be close. I don't think Scott blows him away. Um, but, like I say, it's not probably not been the year that, that Scott wanted it to be and probably not what we quite expected from him this year. I thought he'd kick on after after the year before. But I still think he'll have enough here. And I think closely fought 3-1, Scott. Um, I like the 3-1. It's ridiculous how much we're agreeing. This never, ever happened. So this could be no, the worst Paddy Power World Championships ever. It'll be the only Paddy Power World Championships ever, but it will be the worst one if it continues us to pick in the same. Well, no, not only that, it'll be, yeah, it, it, because let's be honest, the more times that we pick the same things and that they're wrong, it's, it's not great. So no. we'll see, though. We'll see. We'll get a little um, we'll get a little tally going because I'm sure we'll be on a few times, me and you, as we go, go through the... I'll leave the talent to you, mate. I'm doing enough work this tournament. Yeah, to be fair, let, let's be honest. On on mine and friend of the show, Charlotte's podcast, we did we did positions all the way through for the for the um, the T20 blast, and I, I said I was going to put all them together and see what we came up with. Never was, never was. To be fair, I got no idea. I got about I got about a third of the way into it. And I thought I'm not listening to any more of us two on a podcast. I just refused to do it. Funny enough, that's how your fans feel. <laughs> On to the <laughs> final game of tomorrow's action. It is the final game tomorrow evening, a round two matchup between one of the most informed players in the world, a man whose record at Alexandra Palace is simply sensational, even when he's not playing well. And we know he's got the best average on tour this year. Uh, we'll take some out of sorts that we've already seen from tonight. Simon Whitlock, look, the pace will suit Simon Whitlock much better. But does he have the weapons ready to go to take out the flying Scotsman? Whitlock, 3-0. 100%. Whitlock? Lose. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, he 100% loses 3 0. I've kept giving Gand all this as an wow. absolute walkover. I was just winding you up. I thought I'd tease you for a second. The only issue I've got with Gary Emerson returning to form is Phil Bars is loving him up more than I can. Well, yeah, that's because you always have to make him second choice behind James Wade. Sir, Sir James Wade. James Wade, who, true who have, James Wade that are through gritted teeth, I've been telling everyone for the last two weeks that he's a ridiculously good bet at 40 to 1. No, because it's this tournament, this format, and this venue. So it's never going to happen. predictions in this one. Uh, Haruki beat Boris Colts of a few years ago, I think. So remember that. Oh, That's Boris. Oh, I, miss, I miss having Boris Colts of at the Worlds. Miss Big Bad Boris. Uh, Matthew Macy says Ando 3 1. Graham Anderson 3 0. Whitlock only wins a couple of legs. That's sort of where I'm heading. Uh, Ando 3 0. Nine legs to one. Brutal in here. Anderson 3 0. But would absolutely love to see Simon win. He's one of my favourites. Well, I think there's plenty out there that favourite <laughs> Simon Whitlock. But yeah. just not sure the darts are there right now for him to be able to lay a glove on. Oh, yeah. He's one, he's one of my favourites as well. This, is a, this would be a game where. I'd, I'd struggle to pick if we're picking on on who I like more. Um, but but we've got to go off what we actually think is going to happen. <laughs> it's just not as shown that, that Haruki must make a fortune from his darts because they're 110 quid a set. I doubt he does then because he's not going to sell many of them at that price, to be fair. You'll be surprised. Very, very surprised. However, uh, that is the end of tonight's show. The fallout bar is back and up and running for... Did you give us a Did you give us a prediction there on that one? Yeah, free now. All right, okay. Free zippity zip. Uh, the PDC Paddy Power World Darts Championship is up and running. If you are having a bet, make sure you do it with the tournament sponsors, Paddy Power, but make sure you do so responsibly. Loads of good offers, by the way. Loads of good You've seen the effort they've gone to for this tournament. There's no way they're going to let you, the fans, down as well. So make sure you are sticking it with the guys in green. The stage looks fantastic. The venue looks fantastic. The website looks fantastic. I even drove past the app is which is quite rare. And they had all the ad- in fact, it was in Manchester, and they had the advert for the thousand uh, pounds for every one eighty that you hit. Um, that the players hit this year at the tournament will be going to Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, thanks to everybody for joining us this evening. And if you're listening back as a podcast, we really do appreciate all of your support. A reminder that all of the interviews from tonight's winners, uh, Menzies, Whitlock and Michael Smith, will be available in full on our YouTube channel. We'll make sure we have those for you to go in the show for the rest of the week. But remember uh, that for the foreseeable future, we're going to be talk- reviewing eight games and looking ahead to eight more. So uh, this show gets that little bit longer. Uh, thanks to everybody. For he says as we go through 45 minutes on night one. Indeed. Thanks to everybody for joining us. I've been Jack Gard. This has been Cam McFarlane. And this has been the Fallout Bar. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.